Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and let's get started. All right, Tanya, thanks for uh, getting back. Everybody, welcome Tanya Poe. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you so much. It's uh, always exciting to talk to you and hear uh, the great information that you have. And so what I want to do right now is have a session where I just threw some short questions and just right off the uh, bat, get your reaction to them. Maybe we'll go through three, four, five of them real quick. This this will probably be a shorter episode, but who knows, you know. Uh, okay. Here we go. What are things you found for you to be at peak performance? You know, you pick up the pace in your life. you got to get things done. You talked about in the last episode about how you uh, – you got to where you weren't living by seconds, you were living by nanoseconds, you know. And I'll tell you this, it was a big light bulb for me many years in the past when I, I was reading about somebody, somebody president of the United States was had a news item, and they had traveled from all over the, you know, they'd, they'd come from like 3,000 miles, it was this, that, and the other. Maybe it was a team, you know, that had won a championship or something. And, you know, the big thing about them going to the White House, pictures everywhere about them in the White House, but they were actually at, with the president for five minutes of his day. <laughs> and it done, you know what I'm saying? It's like, right, hey, right. If, you're president, if you're president, you know, if you're big enough, people will travel across the country in big crowds for five minutes of your time. It's like, I don't have to give everybody two, three hours. You know, I can get it done in an hour, get it done in a half hour, or, you know, have three 10-minute meetings or something like that. You know, it's just a matter of getting organized. But to do that, you got to have your staff. you got to get organized. you got to be at peak performance, be at your best. And so a lot of people are depending on you. A lot of uh, the higher you go, the more important you are to people, and you can't do it by the off the cuff. But you got to take care of yourself because other people don't know how to do it. So, what would you say are some non-negotiables right off the top? Non-negotiables in your world for you to consistently perform at your best. What do you have to have around you? Um, well, I I totally eliminate uh, negativity. Uh, negative vibes. Um, I don't like negative talk. I don't like um, someone that's constantly complaining about every little thing. Um, so I'm very quick to remove myself from any situation or any person's presence that I can. And and if that person is always, you know, in my presence, I'm I'm very quick to nip it in the bud and have conversations uh, about their perspective. Um, that you've got to move in a different space in your life to where you can't play victim. It can't always be someone else's fault and you can't be complaining and whining. And it's, that's just not the environment that I want around my business uh, and around me personally. So that that's a, a big uh, uh, non-negotiable for me. Um, and, and, and also too, um, respecting yourself. Um, that's a big one for me, uh, the, how people uh, carry themselves. Um, and, and when they're going to be in my environment, when they're going to be uh, around me and my family, it, it's a non-negotiable for uh, someone to not talk correctly, to not 
act correctly. What I mean by correctly is, is if we're in business, you know, sometimes business owners have a tendency to think that, okay, well, I don't have a ball, so I can do what I want, say what I want. But that's not, especially in this era of social media. And that's not exactly correct. Because if you are in a business, but you're in a business that requires clients. So in order for you to have clients, in order for someone to want to even be uh, uh, your client, you have to watch how you are. You have to watch your, your, the things that come out of your mouth, the things that you post on social media. You have to watch the, 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 the way you carry yourself, the way you dress, uh, the way you speak. So, you know, uh, uh, these are things that are, those are non-negotiables for me. And I have, have, I have very strict uh, uh, guidelines in that way because, you know, if we're in a business together, you know, how they see one, that's how they're going to see all. They're not going to, they're going to say, oh, the people that are in that building over there, the people that work right there, they're like this. Because they may see one or two like that, they're going to cuff us all under the same umbrella. And, and it's not fair to those of us that work very hard on image uh, to make sure that we are, you know, businessmen and women. So uh, those are very big uh, non-negotiables for me. All right. How about, how organized would you say, are you about your personal uh, life and your business life? Um, I believe, you know, in a, in a lot of places, uh, uh, especially corporate America, they don't believe that the two uh, come together. They don't believe that the two mesh together. But in, in business, um, I believe that you have a much more prosperous business when, you know, your your children are going to be around it or your, your spouse uh, is going to be around it. Um, I believe that when they are involved or they at least are aware of how it works, what you're doing, what hours it's going to take and include, then they have a better understanding and it takes a better, it, it has a, a better uh, cohesiveness in your home, uh, better in your business because they understand. So, um, you know, I, I feel very good about meshing the two together. And I know that's not the model that most people are, you know, hear about in business, but that's what makes us unique and different in a sense that we want inclusion. We want this to be an example. You know, my daughter right now, you know, she did a project uh, at school. She's an eighth grader. She did a project at school and they talked about who you have to find um, a superhero. And, you know, and she, her superhero was me. Her teacher said, well, no, we, we really want a real superhero. You know, we want someone that you feel like, you know, uh, one of the superheroes like Wonder Woman or Superman or you know what they did or they put on a cape and they saved people they saved people's lives and the work that they did was outstanding and they were the, the utmost respected and this and that and she said I know you just described my mom you know so that was like the best feeling in the world for my child to say you know you're a superhero the work you do saved lives and saved families and, and, and I want to be like you you know what I mean and so I, I just feel like, you know, you know, the, the accountant that works for a firm uh, is not their child is not saying that because all their child sees is how, yes, we have a nice house. Yes, we have a nice home. But all their child sees is that this this takes my mom away from me. I don't get my mom the way I would if she didn't do this stupid job. You know, my child doesn't look at my business that way. And, and I'm grateful for that. And so. When you talk about personal organization, how organized are you? Or are you just kind of spontaneous? 
I'm very spontaneous, but also organized. It's, it's, I know it's a crazy mix. It's a crazy mix. Well, let me tell you why I'm organized. I believe that people need to recognize their strengths and their weaknesses, right? And one of my weaknesses was organization. But I hired a personal assistant uh, four years ago, and now I'm organized. <laughs> there so you I'm go. Very, I'm very spontaneous, there you go. but I, I pay for organization, okay? <laughs> That's fantastic. I think everybody listening to this would love to find whoever that person is. Because <laughs> things are constantly uh, getting, you know, you get things like straightening up, cleaning up your house, but then uh, then uh, it immediately gets disorganized again. So it's a constant process. Oh, my isn't God. It? it does. Oh, my God, Larry. I'm so, it's so funny you said that. My housekeeper left today. She's, she comes once a week. And all I have to do is maintain, right? But about two days before it's time for her to come again, I'm like, okay, I pulled out this, and I don't know where to find this. And my personal assistant ends up having to come over and, like, straighten up and get this together even before my housekeeper comes. So it's just like, you know, maybe I need to have her come every other day. I don't know. But I'm just, you know, when you're working, Larry, you don't care about that stuff. You're like, look, I need what I need. I got to go through this. I got to go through that. And, and you just don't care because your mind is so focused. On building your business and, and getting your brand together. Yeah, I know what you. I would know what you mean. That that's the worst thing about the quarantine. Really, about the only way I've been affected because usually I have the maids wherever I am come in right. twice a week. I don't. I don't need it for twice a week, but I just. I want things organized. You know, I want it clean, right. and uh, I have the unlimited ability to create a mess. And. Uh, <laughs> But what what happens are the housekeepers are afraid now of the quarantine, and they're like, you know, they come up from out outside of Aspen. So yeah. I've been here like I'm now to twice, you know, twice a month rather than uh, twice a week, and uh, that's the biggest struggle I've got right now. Oh, you know, yeah. is, is keep thank God, my, thank God, mom, she's still willing to come with her mask, and thank God, I want, I need her as much as she needs me. <laughs> When you get, let me ask you this, how do you go about figuring out problems? You know, when you you run a company, you build a company, you wind up being the decision maker, and yeah. usually the easy decisions get made before they get to you. How do you uh -huh. figure out, how do you go about figuring out things quickly so you can keep moving? Um, well, I, I've, number one, I don't make uh, emotional decisions. And I don't make decisions when I'm angry. So those are two things that I I work on, and I try to tell my people like you, you can't make an emotional decision. You not do not decide based off emotions. You decide based off facts, and about and you decide based off of what actually would be the best course of action, which would give the best long term outcome. You don't you know base decisions off a of short term, long term outcome. What will happen in this situation long term? Um, and I just, I make that a, a common practice and I never make a decision when I'm angry about something because you most likely you're not going to make a decision with a clear mind. Um, and I'm always, always, always looking at bottom line. I'm always, always, always putting business first. I'm always, always thinking of the business solution, not a personal solution. And so that's just been, um, a common practice of mine. And sometimes I'll make decisions and I'll admit people are looking at me like, but why, why would you do that? Why would you do you know, it just doesn't make sense to, to most people, uh, but it ends up usually, luckily, I've been lucky, it's ended up being the, the right decisions that I've actually made. So um, I think so far, you know, the method is working for me, so I'm definitely not going to change it. 
How good are you and how do you go about identifying things that slow you down or get you, uh, cause you to get stuck? Um, well, normally I know, I know my boundaries and I know going into something that I'm not that good at that area. So again, I just won't rush to make decisions and things that I'm not too uh, good at. I will also um, I'm the type of leader or type of person that's in charge that will understand that I don't know everything. And, and sometimes it does take a team. So I am very quick to pick up the phone and call uh, my colleague uh, that works in my business with me. But they're they're very good at what they do as well. And I will call and run it by them. You know, there's people in my business that make a lot of money and that has made some great decisions and I respect their opinion. So I will definitely call them and let them know, like, hey, I'm not too sure about this. What do you think? And it doesn't mean I'm going to do what they say, but I'm definitely looking for a different perspective. And I, 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 welcome, I welcome that. Um, and they know, you know, my, my, my team of, of leaders, uh, they know that I will respect their opinion and I will listen. I will consider their side and their perspective, because I can't be the kind of leader that thinks that I have all the answers. There's a side of, of this problem that I haven't explored yet, that someone else is seeing it through a different set of eyes. And I do like to get uh, uh, their opinion on, on what it is that they're seeing and how they feel like the problem could be resolved. That's the perfect answer right there, is to just realize your own limitations. Don't try and be everything to everybody. Find the areas you're best in and get help everywhere else. And when you become really specialized and uh, a top performer in your arena, you're able to afford to assemble a team around you to kind of do the things that you're not the best at. You know, surgeons don't worry about being the best at uh, administration and checking people in and bookkeeping. Surgeons do surgery. And so that's exactly, uh, when you have a problem that's outside of your normal area of expertise, bring in somebody who can help you out. That's what I do. That's the only way I get anything done, by the way, uh, especially these podcasts and everything else, you know. And uh, so, Tanya, uh, this yes. has just been a whole lot of fun. You've been very it kind has. to take, really take the time. And... Uh, you know, this kind of shows shows me again why you and I are such big buddies. Uh, yeah. Would you tell? Would, I'm going to give you a chance to have a final word, okay. uh, like we do in our big hitter calls. Uh, uh, what kind of what kind of final word after uh, these four episodes we've done would you want to give an upcoming person to focus on? I want them to focus on um, what they actually want. See, it's, it's not until you know what it is you want um, out of life, what you want your life to look like. And I mean, you know, you know, everybody can say, oh, I want a Ferrari and I want a great home and I want, I'm talking, give it great detail. Like, where would you like to live? Like literally, you know, where would you like to live? What do you want, you know, the options for your children's education? Just really sit down and, and write out the things that you want, that you really, really, really feel that you have the opportunity that you could really make that happen. 
And then you go out there and you create the opportunity. You have to be driven by something. And you and a lot of people don't stop. You know, when they say stop and smell the roses, a lot of people don't stop and really they appreciate where you are. However, appreciate where you're going to go and write out those goals so you can have a, a something driving you to, to, to achieve them. You can really have whatever it is you want, but you have to first believe that you can and then believe in a vehicle that can get you there. Have to choose your vehicle. Believe in your vehicle that can really get you there. Put your heart and soul in it and, 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 and go win and go make it happen. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Tanya. Oh, it's been a uh, privilege to spend the time together. Great content. And uh, I know your business is on an all-time high right now. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you uh, continue to climb and excel. Thank you so much, Larry. I am really honored to even have the experience. So I appreciate our friendship. I appreciate everything you do for so many people. And my team just loves you. So thanks so much. Thanks so much, Tanya Poe. Thanks for listening to this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind with me, Larry Wydell. If I've helped you in any way, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. For more information like this, listen to our other Million Dollar Mastermind episodes and check out my Wydell Academy YouTube channel and visit us on WydellOnWinning.com. I'm the Million Dollar Mastermind, and until next time, go, go, go.